Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to a new Rudy Rambles podcast. If you're new here, thanks for being here. I certainly appreciate it. I am Rudy, and I'm about to ramble. Before I get started, though, I would really like to ask for your guys' help. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to this on a podcast, on your favorite podcast um, channel, however you get to your podcast, if you can please log in to my YouTube channel, which is MTB Aspersand Sign Rudy, MTB and Rudy. I am trying to accumulate 500 subscribers because my wife has somewhat put her foot down and said, before I can get another new bike, I have got to get 500 subscribers. Now that's not all bad. I like it. It's a goal I need to hit and it's going to probably save me from getting um, another bike before I finish building the bikes that I have now. Anyways, I would certainly appreciate it. I'm trying to get the 500 subscribers as quickly as possible. That way I'm not rendered to time whenever it comes time for me to get a new bike. So if you guys can please do that, um, like, subscribe, share, comment down below. Um, you know, the more that this gets out there, the more subscribers and potential that I have uh, of getting subscribers so I can get said next new bike. Now, I got a few topics um, that I'd like to visit with you guys about. First thing is uh, I, I started dieting and exercising more and uh, I got on a diet. This diet is called keto. And from the way my wife explains it, we're doing a dirty keto which is basically like cheating but what you're doing is is basically cutting out your carbs i have got to accumulate um, like 125 grams of protein i can only have like 25 grams of carbs actually i can only have 25 grams of shirt of carbs and uh, i think it's like so many grams of fat too anyways you can look it up on the internet put your um your weight and uh, stuff there and it kind of calculates it for you <clears throat> but the biggest thing is trying to stay under 25 grams of carbs calories don't matter so much as the carbs do and I, I got a report guys that I'm I'm having excellent results I think I'm having excellent results I've lost in in 15 days I lost um, almost just over just over 10 pounds let's put it that way just over 10 pounds in basically two weeks so really excited for those results my goal weight before I leave South Dakota um, here in Rapid City uh, which is in about six months so it should be pretty easily done uh, especially the way things are going uh, is I want to get back down to 200 pounds if I get there I mean if I get there in three months if I get down to 200 pounds in three months there's no reason why I shouldn't go for more and try to get back down to that 175 180 and uh, I tell you what I mean I, I felt good I, I look small everybody always told me and I think it's, it's probably just because I was so big um, uh, that I, I looked small I looked like a, a child of myself but uh, I tell you what um, being being lighter and smaller certainly helps whenever it comes to um, you know, being athletic and doing athletic activities. Uh, and and I, I tried to get into racing um, a bit last year. I did a couple of races, but 
Um, I was definitely not in the shape for trying to trying to race, um, doing enduro races. If you guys don't know what enduro races are and you're new to the whole mountain biking thing, um, basically you're only timed for the downhill sections of said trails. Usually there's anywhere from, I'm going to say four to nine trails. Um, but you're timed, you take the total time of those trails going down, but you have to traverse up to each one of those trails and you're not timed for those, but you do have a certain amount of time within the day that you need to get those done. <clears throat> Anyways. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's, it's tough. It's tough to do. You got to be in pretty good shape. Um, the climbs usually aren't so grueling as they are in distance wise, right? So they're not usually like a real big technical climb. Although there are some, um, trails, uh, in the enduro scene around Texas that I was doing that you would have to, um, pick your bike up or walk your bike up. Um, the trail uh, to get to the starting point and then write it write it down but not it wasn't usually from the start to the of the or the from sorry from the finish of the trail to the beginning top of the trail anyways getting off subject here just rambling on I wasn't in the I wasn't in the greatest shape I just wasn't you know and I was trying and I just wasn't having good success with with diet um, so moving here uh, back here to South Dakota um, has given both me and my wife a chance to reset and refocus um, on some goals, which uh, that one of those main goals being just losing weight in general and being healthy and my wife, you know, being a little bit more active with her um, career. You know, she sits um, behind a desk a lot and a lot of times, uh, you know, she only gets to get up to go to the bathroom because she works so hard and she has to you know, she has all these meetings and things like that, but, you know, she's trying to, to, to like right now, she's currently working out in the mornings and then she's getting off early in the afternoon. And then here shortly, she wants to start doing something in the afternoon after she gets off of work, not just uh, her, her morning routine, but you know, you kind of got to break, break the cycle and uh, get started somewhere. And both me and her are uh, doing pretty good on this keto. Um, I've also, um, this week, um, this is the start of my third week in the, in the keto diet. Um, towards the end of last week, I started doing, um, fasting about every, every other day, um, something like that. But this week I started out and I'm just fasting every day, every, every day I'm fasting. And, uh, one, I, I feel, I feel good. Uh, I really get good rest, and even whenever I don't get good rest and I wake up, I have my morning coffee, and I'm fasting, um, I still feel good. I still feel um, like I have a lot of energy. I don't feel like I want to go back to bed. It helps that I'm, I, I get up right away, um, you know, around 545 and start moving and, and doing activities, uh, you know, just, just getting the house ready, um, getting coffee ready for my wife, and then uh, getting her, um, she comes, she comes back from the gym and then I actually drive her to work. So that kind of helps, uh, keep me awake and, uh, doing things in, in, in the, in, you know, get started in the day, get started doing things. So, um, of course the morning coffee helps as well, but it, it, it's, it's helping me get more done or do more 
um, you know, working on my videos, doing these podcasts, working on my bike if I need to get those things done. And, you know, <laughs> so, again, I'm, I'm getting off subject here because that's I, that's what I do. I just ramble on about stuff. Anyways, before I get too far too far out, um, I am working out myself. I am going to the gym. Uh, this week, I have only made it to the gym twice. It is Wednesday. Uh, I went Monday and did some cardio, and then I rode my bike later that day. And then yesterday, oh yeah, so yesterday, um, all I did was uh, I worked on my bike and did some things there and got to get out on the trails because the, the trails here are great, but they're kind of hard to get out this time of year because the weather is so wishy-washy. You know, it's it's cold, it's really, really windy, um, and it just doesn't make for a, a fun ride, especially when you're by yourself. You know, it's I was telling my wife, I explained to my wife, you know, it's one thing if I'm going to go out with a friend of mine and we're going to suffer together, you know what I mean? Misery loves company. So it's one thing if, if I'm going to go out in uh, 20 mile an hour winds with 35 mile an hour gusts and, uh, you know, the temperature, the, the real field temperature outside is like 34 degrees. You know, like I said, it's one thing to, to be out there by yourself doing it and just being miserable, but it's another thing to at least have somebody to uh, help comfort you in the, and share the, the miserable experience. But uh, at the same time, you know, you're usually out there and you're making fun of the whole situation. So, uh, anyways, um, I haven't really found that buddy, um, that ride buddy since I've been here. I do know a few people here. Um, one of them is a pretty avid rider, but, uh, when I first got here, <laughs> we, we went out for a ride and he went off of a jump and, um, cased it, ended up rolling off, um, folding his arm up underneath him as he landed on his ribs and, um, yeah, yeah, damaged a couple of ribs. So he can't ride now. Not to mention he's moving away soon. Thanks, TJ. No, I'm just kidding. He's he's just moving to, to Sioux Falls. So I'll be able to still ride with him probably a few more times before the summer's over with and before I move back. But like I was saying, it's just difficult to, to get out there and ride by yourself and get that, that workout in whenever the weather's so wishy-washy. But um, today, um, so I rode, I rode, uh, Monday as well. I rode yesterday, got a real good, real good workout in, went up to Storm Mountain. That was cool. And then today, um, I'm going to get a workout in for sure. Uh, I need to do my, do arms and shoulders. And then if the weather continues to stay decent, which it looks like it will, um, although we got a little bit of rain, um, later on the, in, in the afternoon, maybe in the early, early, early evening, um, you know, five or six, something like that, I will go and try and uh, just do a trail, probably put, you know, three or four miles in, maybe five, something like that, on top of today's workout. Um, the keto thing has been has been great, though. I'm not having carbs, and um, I'm staying in a pretty fast fasted state, um, and I like that I'm up and I'm moving and I'm doing stuff really early in the morning, so... It's it's just going it's going really good. You know, I have mental clarity. Um I am not having to rely on the sport energy drinks like Red Bull and Monsters to to have that. Um just drinking straight black coffee. Um 
it's the, the experience has been really good it, it, at times um especially last week is really tough because if you've ever if you ever if you've ever changed your diet to the extreme where you went from eating normal to eating dietary food um you know your body has to have some some time to adjust and on the keto uh, my body took about four days before it regulated to the keto way of eating and uh, not, not to mention you know it's basically detoxing you of all the other things that you you crave and that you want and and uh, so it's 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 helped with that but you know basically cutting all breads out of your out of your diet um, alone would 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 be a really good change but um, anyways it was that was pretty tough in the beginning just getting over the you know I don't know how do you say this like I had to go to the bathroom and and poop and it wasn't a fun experience it always felt like it was like I had I guess diarrhea but like after every time I ate I had to go to the bathroom and it wasn't like a long like deal it was just like get on there do your business and get off and dab your butt dry and you know go on about your day but after you know like the fourth or like the fifth sixth day you know my body kind of regulated and it got you know back to uh <laughs> to solid to a solid state i guess you could say and it's been it's been fine since then ever since then it's been fine um anyways i uh that i guess that's about it for getting you know talking to you guys without going into major detail about my my keto diet fasting and workouts um the writing here has been whenever i can get out it's so good but it's it's so difficult for because you know we're at a higher elevation not like denver colorado high but a higher elevation um even at, at, at the top of some of the climbs that I've been at so far, um, as high as uh, 4,700 feet. So, I mean, there's a bit of elevation change. So I've definitely been sucking wind. I mean, like heavy breathing, trying to get used to the the altitude has got to be it because I feel like in, in other areas like where I would be strong, I'm still like tired at. But between dieting and exercising and getting out and riding as much as I can, I, I feel like in the long run, it's really going to be good for me, especially as the summer is coming in, coming in here, that I will have, you know, a better lung capacity. My uh, endurance level will go up, um, not only because I'm training and riding in this altitude, but because I am also losing weight. And for those of you who don't know, or you don't have a buddy that's a heavier rider, you know, that 200 plus size, um, I started riding whenever I was at about 200 pounds. And I definitely, and I started riding in the Sioux Falls area, which isn't the high altitude that it is here. Um, but I could definitely like push myself a little bit harder and I wasn't so puttered out 
at the tops of like sectional climbs, right? I still cannot, at this point, I still cannot make like any of the trails around here without having to stop several times on the way up to catch my breath or get ready for the next section or whatever, you know? Um, and I am also just starting to learn the whole cadence thing. Like that makes so much sense, but, um, just getting, just getting used to that. And whenever you have this extra weight to, to carry up the hill, you know, it, it's, I'm so, it, it's so ridiculous, right? Like I started at 200, I weighed myself, um, whenever I started this weight this new weight loss journey, um, like I said, just, uh, just over two weeks ago <clears throat> and I was at 241 pounds. I haven't been that heavy since like, like 2015. And, um, anyways, you know, I have a, my, my, my Norco range, that bike itself is like 41 pounds. Um, it's a big bike and it, it's tough to pedal, um, because of how big and how much travel and how heavy the bike is. And then, you know, you, you put another 40 pounds on top of that bike, uh, and it just makes it that much more difficult, you know, and if you're not training and working out and doing the things that you need to do to build your leg strength and stamina, like it's only going to get worse. It's not, it's not really going to get better. Um, as I found out because whenever I was in Texas, I was riding a lot because there's nothing, there's no, there's no real inclement weather there besides a few rain days that might keep you off the trails. But 95% of the time that I wanted to ride, I could ride, but I was, I was not, I was not eating healthy. I was drinking alcohol and it just wasn't making for a good scenario because even though I was riding all the time, I was obviously, obviously still gaining weight. So I was setting myself up to continue that, that same route. So being here and, and kind of re restarting and refocusing, um, on that, I think is going to help a lot. And since we'll be in the routine of doing said activities, you know, it's, I'm only going to continue to get better and eventually I'll get down to a weight where, um, I feel comfortable and I can feel more of an athlete on a bike rather than a, <laughs> rather than just going along for the ride. Like I can ride the downhills like in any shape. No, and I shouldn't say that in any shape. I mean, I did, I rode the downhills at, you know, 240 pounds or whatever. And yeah, I was still fast. Um, but you know, throughout a long full day, a full eight hour day of, of, of riding like that. Um, yeah, you get worn out. And if you're not, um, in decent shape and ready for that, trying to do enduro racing is just going to be that much harder. And you're for the most part, whenever you first get into this kind of racing deal, I mean, you're really racing yourself, you know, you're racing the clock. You're, you're not going to be, um, you know, my age, you know, being into mountain bike riding for a few years, um, you're not going to be able to compete at, you know, the, probably the top 
five spots for a while. You know what I mean? So you're not doing yourself any favors if you're not actually training for it and you're not actually trying to keep yourself in shape for it. Um, Cause you know, at my age, you just don't have that youth behind you to help carry you over that, that stuff. So um, what's left to do is to train, lose weight, exercise, and get better if you want to if you want to be better at it you know what i mean if you don't want to be hurting for the next three or four days after a race like that i mean and i'm i'm serious like your legs and your arms and your back and everything is just so sore and so stiff and um you know if you're not built to recover from stuff like that because you're out of shape and you're you're not trying then uh then it's going to be tough for you you know and um, i don't want that anymore i i want I want to compete in racing and the enduro season for Texas is just about over um, because, you know, it really starts to get really hot in Texas. And um, I'm sure there's some other enduro races that I could find that I could drive to, but um, I, I think I'm going to take this, this time to really focus on my health and training. And that way, whenever next season comes around, like, I can hit all of those um, enduro races. Excuse me. I can hit all of those enduro races without just being so freaking daunted. And I can actually be in a position that I can compete for something. Because to me and in, in my life, that's what I need. I, I need to always be competing for something. And uh, right now I'm competing for better health. I'm competing for a smaller frame <laughs> and uh, I'm feeling good about it. I really am. I really am feeling good about doing this. I'm really happy that my wife is out here um, doing her best too, um, along with me and we're doing the same diet. So that really helps whenever it comes to making meals and um, staying on the same plan, you know, so uh, I got a, I got a trip coming up like a big big trip coming up that i'm i'm excited for my wife asked me i'm like yeah i'm excited you know and, and i just don't get excited like everybody else does um but then i sit down and I think about it, like yeah man i get to do a, a lot of really cool stuff um here on this trip so i'm going to see a friend of mine in utah that lives in utah and i've never um done any writing in that area so i'm really excited to get out and see the things and do the things she shouldn't do shit and uh have a have a good friend of mine that likes to ride bike and uh show me all the local stuff he just moved there too but he's got some trails that you know he's looking forward to showing show me and then um uh also within that trip so what i'm doing is i'm leaving here in rapid city driving to utah where he lives kind of close by salt lake city and uh meeting up with him the week before we go to angel fire so i'm going to spend a, a week in utah um riding the trails and doing all the things there and then together we're going to drive to angel fire which is about another 10 and a half hours and uh meet some other friends from texas there and uh ride the ride the the mountain bike park there angel fire resort which is going to be a blast because we have a friend of ours that we have a friend of ours that works there at Angel Fire um, from Texas, and uh, so we're getting, getting it's going to be nice to see him. So we'll get to ride all the trails there, 
and then uh, ride back. So um, really excited for that trip because there's going to be a lot of a lot of different bike riding because I'm taking three bikes with me because let me tell you, I'm going to Utah and a f my friend that lives there than me in there, he has an e-bike and I'm a little jealous, but I'm taking my Norco because if he's going to be willing to tow me up the trails on that big bike, then um, I'm sure that the trails there are going to be good for riding that bike there because that bike really deserves some, some serious gravity and big terrain. If not, I'll still have that bike because that's the bike that I'm primarily going to be riding and probably going to be the only bike that I take to Angel Fire is that Norco range of mine. But I'm also taking my Stump Jumper Evo, which is quickly becoming my favorite bike, currently the bike that I ride the most. Um, because if, um, if I don't think that the trails that he is riding deems hucking that big bike up the hill of the Norco range, then I'll have that stump jumper Evo, which is, you know, basically a small enduro bike, big trail bike. Like it's definitely blurs the line, especially in, in the travel and the capabilities and how you can set this bike up, which I absolutely love. That's And, and that's the biggest reason why I think I, that's, that's the biggest reason why I got this, this stump jumper Evo is because of how, versatile and how much you can change the bike into what you want it to be and what you want it to do. So, uh, I'm really only scratching the surface of that bike and I, I'm going to talk about that bike a little bit more, but also taking my third, the third bike I'm taking is my, uh, my dirt jumper because my friend says that they have quite a few dirt jump parks, um, there, uh, inside of his town. So we, and he just got a dirt jumper. So he's kind of new to the scene of the whole dirt jumper thing. So really excited to, to do that with him and, uh, be able to ride, ride so many different kinds of, of bikes and, and so many different kinds of terrain in just a couple of weeks span. So, um, I'll be putting some videos up about that on my YouTube channel. So stay tuned for that because that, that trips is going to be awesome. Uh, excuse me, a little bit of a yawn, good stretch. Ah, there we go. Um, yeah, so there's there's a purpose for each one of those bikes that I'm taking <laughs> for this for this for this trip, and really that only leaves the 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 Santa Cruz Bronson behind, and uh, I'm not sure I'm not sure what I'm gonna do with that bike. You know, I I I, I love that bike. That bike is so fast. It's so fun. And it really, it really does like 80. I mean, it'll do 90% of everything that I've, that I can do on all the other bikes. It just might do it a little slower. You know, for example, like that, that in that Norco mine, it's such, it's such a bruiser of a bike. Like that thing you can just hit the biggest, gnarliest, steepest trails with it and and just going Mach 10 doing it. Yeah, I can do it on the Bronson, 
but it's going to it's going to beat you up and you're going to have to be a little bit slower because um it simply isn't going to handle that big of terrain at the kind of speeds that you can do on the norco um but i love that bike it's light it's fast it's full carbon carbon handlebars carbon frame carbon cranks carbon wheels like the bike is just it's so nimble and so fast and and still so poppy the that the, so what i wanted to get into here is is kind of a, a comparison of my my bronson it's a v3 model bronson the new ones are are um are uh mulleted right so 27 five in the rear 29 in the front which i think makes sense um it's the version three is 27.5 front and rear um but it makes the bike fun on like all trails like the 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 green trails are so much fun because it carries so much speed and you can just pop and skip and, and jump off of everything the more challenging um blues with the bigger jumps the bike is just so poppy and like just so so confident like i'm just so confident in any situation with that bike um at the steeper bigger downhill trails um you know that's where it, it doesn't shine quite as bright i mean it can do all that stuff um and really it does it it does it fine it, like i said it just it just you just can't go that fast um but i love the bike it's so it's so good in so many other areas that um, it's going to be a difficult choice if I'm going to get rid of that bike or if I'm just going to get another frame and just use everything off of that to build on to the new frame. And ultimately, I, I think that's what I'm going to do. Like I keep talking like I'm going to sell it. Like... I had thought that I would sell, maybe I'd sell my Norco and the Bronson and put together, you know, a couple more thousand dollars and probably get like my first e-bike and, you know, a really, really nice first e-bike, like a, like a bullet, like a Santa Cruz bullet, like a $10,000 e-bike, but I would sell two bikes to get there. Anyways, that brings me around to that 500 subscriber thing. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. <laughs> on my YouTube channel because I need to get to 500 subscribers quickly. Um, but yeah, you know, the bike is just so good in so many different situations. But now let, let's go over to this, this Thump Jumper Evo that I just got. Um, a few months back, and as a matter of fact, it's my, my most watched video of all of my videos that I have on YouTube. I did a, a review on the standard stump jumper it was the base model and um i really need to recreate that video whenever i talk about my my norco because that video just did so well anyways um i wasn't a fan i wasn't a huge fan and if if you were i i, I said it on the video you know i would be disappointed knowing what i especially knowing what i know now like i wouldn't advise any of any of the new buyers that are looking for a bike in that price range 
I would not lead them towards that stump jumper because what you got with it um, versus what you could get with some of the other bikes, um, the price value just wasn't there. It really looked like you were spending, with the components that they have on it, it really looked like you were spending an extra four or $500 just to have that specialized name on the side. Anyway, so I wasn't a huge fan of that bike. Um, and again, it was the base model, you know, so um, go check out that, go check out that um, review of mine if you want any more opinions on it. But um, it really made me not so much of a fan of specialized because I was like, man, you know, you got all of this and that. And I mean, what are you really paying for here? Right. Anyway, so fast forward and they made this the stump jumper evil and this was a 2021 model bike right so fast forward to 2022 model bikes and um in 2020 2021 they did have the first model of the stump jumper evo i believe there was only a couple of sizes i think it was like s3 and s4 that you could get so 2022 they made it to where you could get all sizes from s1 all the way up to s six or s5 yeah anyway so th their sizing is a little different whenever it comes to um specialized products anyways the cool thing the really 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 cool thing about the evo is how how many adjustments it has okay so you can take this bike from uh 60 5.5 degree head tube angle all the way down to a 63 flat 63 degree head tube angle um it's got a headset cup that you swip around it's got um a link in the rear that you flip around not to mention all of that and you can also mullet this bike which means you can get the link that makes the rear of the bike 27 and a half and the 29 in the front so whenever the bronson came out with their mullet it made so much sense to me i mean first of all it made sense to me that the bigger wheel in the front with the smaller wheel in the back just made sense whenever it comes to riding downhill on a bike. I mean, or uphill if you have power. Anyways, you know, the motorcycle industry, that's what they do. That's exactly what they do. But, uh, you know, of course, whenever it comes to motorcycles, you have a throttle. So I don't think that whenever you're riding flat trails or climbing um, steep terrain that that the performance of that rear wheel is going to help you as much as it is whenever it comes to descending you know coming back down the hill um you know it makes the bike a little bit shorter it makes the bike a little bit lighter in the rear and the front it makes it a little bit taller it makes it um that front wheel makes things a little bit easier to roll over um just like in the motorcycles you know so so that that all just makes total sense to me so whenever bronson decided that they were going to make their trail bike their 160 150 trail bike into a mullet yeah, it just 
it was like, oh man, that, that bike's just got to be so much fun and so much faster. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it can be faster. Cause I tell you what, man, on the, on the blue flowy trails, man, that my, this, the Bronson V3 flies, like it, it goes at speeds that I don't feel safe going at because it goes so fast. Like this, I love the bike. I love, I love the Bronson. It just goes so fast. So, um, and I had thought, you know, people have mulleted the Bronson V3 model, um, but, and really to do it right and try to keep the head tube angle and make the bike feel the same, um, it's best to go down to a 150 fork rather than the 160 fork. Anyways, I just wasn't really willing to put the money into trying to do that. And then just keep it a just keeping a 29er fork around at the time didn't make a whole lot of sense anyways so that's a thing that um, I'm really excited for for this Evo so I got this Evo and I mean immediately and I got it set up full 29er front and rear um, immediately from the very first day that I rode this bike um, it felt really familiar it felt like a like it just, it was really easy to get on and ride. Um, everything was really, really predictable. Um, fast forward to now, and I've made some changes to the bike because the the whole thing about, oh gosh. So what I did, I forgot to mention this a long time ago in this conversation. I got the Stump Jumper Evo as a frame-only build because I had a lot of extra parts in the garage that I was going to be able to um, basically build this bike without having to buy anything extra. And um, that's what I did. What I bought one thing extra. I bought, what was that? I can't remember now, thinking about it. I'm sorry, guys. But everything else, everything else I had. Oh, I bought the frame and I had to buy the fork. That's what it was. I didn't have another 29er fork that I could put on this bike. So um, I made the decision to buy the frame and then buy the fork. And everything else, that's what it was. Everything else I had in the garage to build this bike into a nice bike. And... Um, they weren't the most expensive components. They weren't the cheapest components either. They were the cheapest components to me simply because I had them and they were at this point paid for and free. So that's what we used. Anyways, fast forward, man, I got, um, since that I got, um, I got shorter cranks on it. I had 170 mil cranks on it. I got 165 mil cranks on it. Huge, huge advantage for me. I had no idea what I was missing out on in getting 165 mil cranks. Um, also, I got the Hunt Enduro Wide wheel set, um, 29er. Uh, it's got 72 or 75 points of engagement, so it's not you know top dog whenever it comes to points of engagement. Not that that's really important to me because I run 54 
on up to this point all i've ever known is dp swiss hubs with 54 point engagements on three of my four bikes that's what that's what i have anyways um so i got some new pedals those one-ups i love love one-up pedals um so i went back with them i've tried i've tried other pedals but i really like the one-up so went back with another one-up branded pedal other than that um the bike's pretty much the way it was whenever you know i first put it together um so it's got the uh slx crank set or i'm sorry um slx uh shifter and derailleur and um dior um 12 speed cassette and uh, everything seems to work really good so far um even the brakes you know they for for a smaller trail bike they they work great and uh really getting used to how the bike feels and set up so setup that's what i was getting at so setup on the bike um i knew from listening to all of the other uh youtubers and youtube channels do um reviews on this bike that i was going to have to put a um a volume spacer in the shock in the rear shock and uh, of course i got the bike built up and the next day i was just so excited to ride i was like no i'm not gonna I'm not gonna mess with that right now i'm just gonna ride it the way it is and yeah like you know with me being the weight that i was or the weight that i am even um i was reaching the bottom of the the travel like just on some very very basic um trails i mean it wasn't uh the the bike felt very nice and very plush um not so poppy because i was spending so much time in the middle to the end of the travel um but uh nonetheless it did the job i mean it, it was it was you know one of the first first places i took it without putting the volume spacer in oh no no i did i did have a volume spacer in i take that back with the spider mountain it was like the the second ride that i ever took this bike on it was at spider mountain but i did I did after that first trail ride and finding the bottom of it i did get um a volume reducer a volume spacer in there before uh, i went to spider mountain and uh yeah that totally that totally changed how the bike felt on the trail as far as like pop and not driving through the travel and um you know getting the suspension getting the suspension dialed in and set up you know that's like i'm not i'm not a i'm not a professional obviously i'm not a pro at it but I know what I like and what, how the bike should feel, especially when it comes to like compression settings and rebound settings. Like I, I understand that stuff and it was really easy, really, really easy between the, the X2, uh, shock. Um, it only has rebound setting and I'm a heavy guy. So it's like you either get one or two and that's all the clicks you get. <laughs> of rebound anything more than that and because i tried anything more than that and the bike just wants to fling you fling your back end off of any little jump um that you do like it's just like boing like just springs so hard so it's set at two right now um the fork the same thing it was a marzocchi bomber fork it's so easy to set up i went right to the manufacturer settings same thing unfortunately you only get like one to three clicks of rebound and anything more than that like it is it's just too springy it just pops back up into your 
arms and makes you makes your arms want to fold up like a lawn chair off the smallest bumps and makes it really uncomfortable unless you got stupid low tire pressure then it might not feel so bad anyways um biggest thing that i like about both the shock and the fork not that i use it all the time but there are a couple of long like road gravel climbs so being able just to swing that over to full firm or full close or whatever and then on the shock just being able to reach it really easy and then just to put it to firm um that's really nice i really like how that how that worked out on this on this bike um but i rode it for i don't know probably the first 50 miles in um 64 and a half degree head tube angle and whenever i came here to south dakota and was able to really get into some more more steeper more steep climbs where you know finding rear rear wheel traction and not letting that front wheel like kind of wander whenever you're trying to power up a section um at 64 and a half degree head tube angle i did notice that i it seemed that i was my rear end was spinning out more and the front end was wanting to lift up a little bit more so whenever i switched the whenever i switched the bike over to 165 mil cranks i decided to go ahead and steepen the head tube up from 64 and a half to 65 and uh flip that switch flip switch down into the low setting because that's how you like that's how you get to that number that 65 degree head tube um the bike i'm not going to say that it climbs like you know the bike probably climbs only the bike only climbs maybe 30 to 40 percent better than it did with the head tube angle at 64 and a half now in order to get to that 65 degree head tube angle you have to lower the bottom bracket and uh to combat that you know i have the 65 the 165 mil cranks and there wasn't any of the climbs i went up some of the same climbs there wasn't any of the climbs really that i felt that i was um closer to the ground than i was with the 170 but a nine millimeter taller bottom bracket height so that's pretty cool i don't know if you guys actually understand what that means but it just means that whenever you're climbing up steeper sections and you come to like sharp knuckles or um obstacles where you might clip your pedals or catch your pedals on because your head tube or because your bottom bracket is so low that you might catch it on stuff more than having the setting and and the higher bottom bracket height um it didn't seem to really make that big of a difference so uh having the performance though of a 64 and a half degree head tube angle and being able to pedal through rockier stuff um whenever i leave this place is probably going to be more a 
of an advantage for me to do? I don't know. We'll see. And that's what the nice thing is about this bike is that it is so versatile. And honestly, if this was my, if this was my only bike and I was going to angel fire or it was going to be, um, you know, uh, my bike that I take to bike parks, you know, my one quiver bike like that, this is what this bike will do it all really well. So if I didn't have that Norco and all I had was this bike, like I would be so excited to be able to, and who knows, maybe, maybe I'll try it. I would be so excited to be able to drop the head tube all the way down to 63 and a half degrees for really steep, gnarly, um, downhill orientated trails like bike park style stuff, you know, where you're just at a steeper, a, a steeper angle. And then whenever you go back home, you know, you get to put it back up to your 65 degree or your 63 degree because you're doing more, you know, more trails where you're having to, you know, climb up to get your descents. So, um, the thing that I'm looking forward to currently, since I really like this head tube angle here where I'm living now, is to get a 27.5 rear wheel on there and uh, check it out. You know, see how that feels. Like that's I'm I'm pretty excited for that. Um, I have a good friend of mine that got the same bikes. He got the uh, aluminum version. I have the carbon version of this bike and uh he switched over 27.5 and he ain't going back he loves it as a matter of fact he was he the first day that he put the 27.5 wheel on and we were doing um some trails he actually had like three or four personal best on his climbing which i honestly would think that having a 27.5 rear wheel when climbing would do anything but give you PRs on the climbs. But he did have, I think he had one section of trail that he PR'd on the down. But he's definitely a better climber than I am. So I don't know, um, I don't know yet if I like the, the Stump Jumper Evo over the Bronson. The travel's the same. The travel is 160 front, 150 rear. One's a 27.5 bike, and one's a 29er, and can be switched into a mullet bike. And I have the link. I mean, all I all I have to do, and I have I have a rear rear. I, I just really want to get a good feel for how the bike feels. Um, and and here recently, since I just switched it to the 65 degree head tube angle. Um, I think I'm going to leave it there for a while, ride the bike, because I think that that head tube angle is best suited for the terrain that's here. There's nothing really, really steep. Um, there's nothing like crazy gnarly to go down. So the head tube angle here at 65 degrees or, or even 64 and a half degrees be just fine. So, um, I'm going to write like that for, you know, a couple more weeks and then I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and and slap that rear wheel on there, man, and give it a shot. I'm I'm excited for that. 
Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is better than the Bronson. I mean, it certainly feels that way for, to me, it certainly feels that way for climbing. I feel like I climb this bike better than I did on the Bronson. But is it just that front wheel or is it a combination of both wheels? So um, really won't be able to answer that question, I think, until I mullet the bike. But I can tell you that with the 29er front and rear, I sure feel like I can I can climb better and, and faster sections than I ever could with the Bronson. Like the Bronson, not that it was a bad climber, it just felt like it would get hung up that's a good way of describing it. Like you would find those, those situations where your front wheel and your rear wheel happen to get locked into this, this, this crevice at the same time that keeps you from, you know, pedaling forward. Like you definitely want to make sure on those techie sections that you had good momentum so that that didn't happen to you on the Bronson as to where, so far in the Evo, I haven't ran into a situation like that where the bike feels like it's hung up front or rear or both because that definitely happens front or rear or both. Like I've definitely had, had situations on my Bronson where just my front wheel gets hung up or just my back wheel will get hung up and keep me from going, making that climb. And then there's situations where both wheels, you know, just happen to find the right pocket and they get hung up and you just can't power or pedal out of it. Just doesn't happen with the Evo with the 29er front and rear. <clears throat> and honestly, when it comes to cornering, this I feel like the Evo, I don't know. I've been riding 29ers so long now that, you know, my my preference is becoming excuse me. Ugh, my preference is becoming 29er because I don't know any different and just feel all the benefits of having 29er front and rear. And whenever it comes to going downhill, like I know that the, the back wheel is basically just dragging along, but whenever you have a mullet set up, like you're going to come out of those corners faster. You're going to be done with sections quicker. I feel like whenever you're trying to pick up speed, the Bronson are the 27.5, Bikes will get you up to speed faster, but the 29ers hold that speed better. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Anyways, living here in, in Rapid City has been really good. Like I mentioned, between me and my wife, you know, being able to refocus, um, you know, it's a much simpler living. You know, we can get anywhere in the city to do anything we want to do within 15 minutes. And, um, you know, in San Antonio, living in that area, in the San Antonio area, you know, especially when it comes to the weekends, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like you, you pick one thing and that's what you're doing for that day as to where here, like you can, you can choose to do a couple of different things, three or four different things because it's just not as crowded as, as that big city is. Like, I love that city. Absolutely love being there and in that area. 
but when it comes to doing events and going out at night and things like that, like it's just so so crowded. And here it's not. So that's that's been that's been a plus. Um, our gym is. I could probably ride my bike faster to the gym than drive to the gym. It's like a four-minute drive, three or four-minute drive to the gym. And I absolutely love that, and I think that's going – that's definitely been a key to our success at through through everything is being able to have the gym so close because there's just no excuse, you know, to not to not go to the gym. It's not like it's, oh, you know, it's a half hour to the gym, and then it's a half hour back. And then I work out for an hour and boom, there's two hours gone in my life. Like, you know, that, that kind of mentality. No, it's, you know, it's three minutes. And if you want to shower there, fine. If not, you know, deal with it until you get home and shower or whatever. You know what I mean? I actually shower at the gym. I, I enjoy showering at the gym, like getting done, getting into the shower right away and coming out fresh and clean. Like I actually, I actually dig that. So, um, it just, doesn't seem to take that much time out of your day because of how close it is and I think you know me and the wife were talking and and whenever I had lost my weight before and had all that success it's because I had a home gym I made a home gym because there was just less excuses you know and whenever it's cold outside and you don't want to go anywhere and you don't want to do anything the last thing you want to do is go to the gym and you know or get back out of the house because it's cold and uh, that was definitely, you know, a big, big part of my success. So whenever we go back to Texas, that's going to probably be something that that we are going to keep in mind. Either um, where we move to is going to have to have a gym very close by um, or the house that we move into or buy is going to have to have room so that we can continue to build our home gym so that we don't have excuses on why you don't want to go to the gym, you don't want to work out. Anyways, it's been great so far living here in Rapid City and uh, enjoying the hills and riding bikes and summer's coming along and all the tourist attractions are going to open up and uh, you guys are going to see a bunch of pictures on my Instagram and videos of, of uh, all the adventures that we take because we're going to do some camping here. We're going to go check out some tourist attractions here. And uh, it's a great place to visit. It's a great, great place to visit. Um, there's just so, so much to do for a family. Um, so anyways, guys, uh, I'm going to take off. I really, really appreciate you guys listening up to this point. If you get a chance, like I said, trying to get to 500 subscribers on my YouTube channel, if you guys can log in, like, subscribe, share, that would help me out a ton. That way it's not slowing me down from getting a new bike as quickly as I'd like. Until then, peace out. Go ride your bike.